This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Rome. Be, be real. What's uh, there, there were a number of you who were kind of tweeting about that. Was that a, like a, an organized effort? I mean, yeah, we just trying to raise, you know, some sort of, um, you know, awareness of it. Because for us, it's like that must be the issue, right? Is people aren't aware of what's going on? Because if, if people are aware of the situation and they know how how he still doesn't have el- eligibility, like it really makes no sense, honestly. So so for us, it's just about getting the message out there and everybody to hear what is going on, so that way they can you know get him his eligibility, so he can come out here and play with his brothers. It's it's honestly ridiculous. What kind of player is he? I mean, for what you've seen in practice, he's a dog. Like you know, he, he's in the trenches and he fights. You know, we, we have him on the scout team because he's not able to play on on Saturdays, and he gives us uh, the best look. You know, he goes out there and competes every single snap, and that's hard to do as a scout guy, especially when you don't have the motivation of being able to go out there on Saturday. So for me, like, knowing that how he plays on scout just like that, how much motivation and how, you know, how good he could be as a player so he, if he was allowed to go out there and play would, would be, you know, make a huge impact. So, you know, hopefully it's something that'll happen. Sorry, I came in late, Rome, but, like, I think it's North Carolina. With Des, is it yeah, Tez Walker? Like, yeah. Kind of the same exact circumstance. Yeah. Is it just something where you feel like maybe, like you said, just not enough attention and yeah. maybe it's because they were making a bigger stink out of it? Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe so. I think, you know, that probably has something to do with it. But, um, yeah, I've seen, I seen Tez get his eligibility like, like he should, and I feel like, you know, um, Zach Durfee does, deserves the same respect and the same amount of awareness. So um, hopefully the message get out there and, and NCAA wakes up a little bit. But, you know, I just want to do whatever I can to get get him on the field because, man, he deserves it. I know that the team – I mean, obviously the team have rallied around him in social yeah. networks, but how about on and off the field? Have, have you guys been able to try to kind of keep his head in the game? Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I was just saying that he, on scout, like he, he's he's a baller. He goes out here and gives the best effort, you know, every single play because, you know, he, want, he wants to do it for us and, you know, he knows his efforts are, are going to be valued. And we want him to be able to do that on Saturdays. So for us, um, you know, like I said, I think the team has done a great job of, you know, trying to get awareness of it and whatever they can do, you know, behind the scenes with the NCAA, however it works. But, you know, for me, I just wanted to send it out there like – and free dirt, free dirt. As for you, are, are they treating you different now? Are they pushing and shoving and holding you more than ever? It seems like it. Oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> I made a joker uh, to one of my teammates. I feel like I'm the most held receiver in America, but... I you got I gotta go look up the stats of like PI calls and stuff like that. I think I'm up there. I gotta be, um, but but yeah. I mean you know all DBs hold. It's part of the game. You, you gotta have you know your your, your trinkets to be able to you know keep, keep up with wide receivers these days. So um, you know it is what it is. Not something I'm gonna make an ex- as an excuse, but you know definitely feel like I'm be- being held a bit. 
everyone. If you've been asked this already, I came in late, but on paper, I mean, this is seems like it's going to be the most hostile environment you guys have played right. in all year, considering the conference drama, the top ten matchup, and all that's on the line. Mm-hmm. So, what what are you guys feeling heading in, and what are you expecting out of a, a tough Beavers team? Yeah, absolutely, it's going to be exactly what you just said. Top ten matchup. Um, you know, the hostile environment. They got their new renovations, so it's going to be exciting. You know, I remember playing there before. I remember that I, for a long time I said that that was the most hostile environment that I had played in. You know, back when you know we weren't even you know a ranked team. So um, we know we we have a big challenge ahead of us, and we're excited for it. Uh, you know, just got to go out there and execute, and uh, you know, you know, do what we're do what we're taught, and do go make plays, and we'll have some fun. You're embracing the chainsaw then. Oh yeah, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I think I think it's dope. I mean, the chainsaw, the way they get active, like they got a good setup down there, and I, I appreciate the, the liveliness and the, and the energy that they bring to the game of football. So I'm excited to go down there and play. As far as Northwest rivals go, the Huskies will play Oregon for sure. They probably play Washington State in some fashion. They may never play Oregon State again, yeah. and this could be some kind of motivation down in Corvallis. Have you thought about that? I haven't. I haven't thought about that at all, honestly. Um, you know. It, it sucks that you know that that would be a possibility. I feel like they're a great team, and you know this matchup is is always a good one. So um, you know, but we'll go into this game, you know, respecting that and going and giving them our best because we know we'll get theirs. I've been telling people for a couple of years that I thought Rome had the best arm in the wide oh, receiver room. Man. So you had your chance. Yeah, I had my chance. I didn't. I didn't have the best ball, honestly. You know, it was my fault that we didn't complete that ball. So um, what Devin had to say. Yeah, I, I mean, he, I, I told him, I went up to him and told him, man, I got to put that on the money. So, you know, very disappointing on my part, honestly. I'm, I'm really, really, you know, hurt about that one. But man, Mike say anything? Mike didn't say anything. Mike didn't say anything. So, you know, I didn't get any, any you know, trash talk from him, hopefully, because he knew my hope, my, my spirits were down after that. You just sure. need a longer throw. Is that the deal? That's right. I need to throw it down the field, you know. I'm kind of a long-range sort of guy. I don't need the little <laughs> pop that. No, I'm playing it. Ron, going back to the, the kind of the one-on-one battles with the defensive backs, do you – how do you internalize that? Do you take that personally? Do you just see it as a sign of respect? Do you – feel like you have to avenge it down the road somewhere in the game how, how personally how do you kind of internalize that what are you saying just in terms of like hold? when they hold you oh, okay. do you like okay well okay this is how it's going to be or yeah. do you feel like i mean does that anger you does that frustrate you how, yeah. during the game no, what are you feeling definitely. yeah definitely it angers me just because i feel like you know i don't want to on some of those plays where i'm being held i could you know go score and i always want even a, i got the the I called on the one of the deep balls that I caught and you know that's kind of my mindset even if I get held or I get you know a flag I still want to go make the play but you know every every DB you got to go out there and you know feel out and see you know what how they're how they're playing you and you know a lot of times if they're holding then you got to be more aggressive with them and do different things to be able to you know create separation so you know something that I just you know you know, keep in my mind. I don't hold it against them. You know, if, if that's how they play, that's how they play. But you know, if it's in with, with, within the legal realms, right, then it is what it is. So, um, yeah, I just go out there and adjust uh, accordingly. And I understand that you should be expecting more of the same the rest of the way, including this weekend. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sure for sure. Um, you never know going to each game how it's going to be, but no, I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be more holding. But hey, not an excuse. Do you have, have a you conversation seen- with the refs at all? Uh, I really don't. I really haven't. Um, I thought about, you know, making some comments, but, you know, um, yeah, with some of the stuff that I feel like has been egregious, but, you know, I, I try not to make that too much of an excuse, honestly. I don't want to make it bigger than it is at the end of the day. You know, I feel like even with the holding, even with that stuff, I can go out there and make plays. So um, it is what it is, but I haven't, I haven't felt necessary to go talk anyway. Is there anything specific about this Oregon State secondary that, that you see that's like, 
Wow. Okay, that's interesting. That'll be that'll be tough to go after. I feel like they're very sound. You know, I think there's four, uh, three of them in the, in the in the back end that have two two sets of interceptions. So yeah. I feel like you know they're they're good at catching the ball, and we got to make sure that we're you know getting good separation so that they don't have the opportunity to do that. So, do you feel like Dylan's maybe opened up some things for the receivers? Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, when he, when a guy runs for two fifty six, you know, defenses start to you know, take account of that, you know, and he'll he'll make he'll make you pay if you 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 uh, you know don't don't load the box. So he, he definitely opens stuff up for us for sure. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, of course. Favorite cold weather? Devin Cole. You can't beat corn cornbread and chili. Ah, there yeah, you go. Cornbread and chili. It's fire. It's my favorite. Yeah. You were part of that twenty twenty one game where you guys lost Oregon State down in Corvallis. What do you remember from that game? And kind of how much does that serve as motivation going back down there this year? Uh, what do I remember of that game? Uh. I remember that they came prepared, ready to play. Um, their fans were there, ready to cheer loud. And um, it was a hard-fought game, uh, back and forth. Um, and we just came up short in the end. Um, but uh, definitely a new team, new season, new feel. Um, but, you know, the game is still going to be a huge, important game. You know, um, this is a Pacific Northwest you know, clash. We love playing, you know, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington State. You know, it's our little pocket up here. And, you know, um, we're excited for it. We know it's going to be a big challenge, but um, we're up for it. That with, out. Sorry, with everything going into this game, I mean, you guys obviously have the, the CFP berth at stake. It's a big matchup with ranked teams. And then the other side, Pac-12, Big Ten kind of thing that's been going on. Do you expect this to be kind of extraordinarily loud this time, I guess, over past times you guys have been down there? Um, I mean, to be honest, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I know that the the uh, the Beavers they have a good fan pa- uh, fan base, dedicated fan base. Um, their donors just did an amazing job of you know s- supporting their program, getting them set up with a new amazing um, addition to their stadium and things like that. So um, I'm sure that you know both teams are playing for a lot. Um, both prog- programs are very prideful, so um, I can expect nothing less than it for it to be you know rocking and rolling when we get down there for sure. Analytically, they've got one of the best defenses in college football. What do you see when you look at the other side of the ball from them? Uh, when I look at the other side of the ball, uh, I see a defense that plays really hungry. Um, guys that like to hit, um, guys that like to come downhill. Um, you know, they're they're smart, they're sound, and um, you know, I think that they're well coached, and so are we. So it's just going to be you know a game of details and execution, and um, you know who can who can do their job better. Good luck, thanks, honey. Are you enjoying the chainsaw? Yeah, uh, you gotta love the chainsaw. You gotta love the antics. Um, you know, they're gonna have that thing ripping and roaring all Saturday. Yeah. So um, just going to have to get used to it while we're out here uh, during practice and whatnot. But In terms of this climb that you guys have been going on and, you know, playing these top 20 teams, top 20 teams, it doesn't seem to end. Yeah. I, I, how can, or for you personally, what is it about trying to refocus and just kind of get your mind right without thinking of the bigger picture? Um, honestly, I think it's just the excitement behind the opportunity of it. Um, you know, that's the reason why we came to Washington was to be able to play in big time football games. And um, every time we get a chance to, to play a top ranked opponent, you know, that's not something that we take lightly. It's something that we're, we look forward to and that we're excited about. And, that you know, we pride ourselves on preparing as best as we can for those opportunities. You mentioned the Northwest kind of rivalries with Oregon, Washington State, and Oregon State. Yeah. The Oregon game here obviously was a massive atmosphere, wild, crazy. I mean, it's just, it was as loud, but it was it was loud for Washington's defense. Right. You guys are going to be experiencing the end of the other end of that. Correct. On Saturday, it, can you take anything from the Oregon game, and just in terms of the atmosphere and everything like that, or do you feel like it's going to be totally different for the offense? Um, I mean, no, we've. This offense, you know, we got a lot of old veteran guys who have played, you know, a lot of a lot of football. 
um, in some real hostile environments. And so, you know, that's just something that we're going to have to um, understand that we got to focus, you know, just a little extra this week, you know, make sure you're seeing all the full call, play calls, seeing all the signals and everything like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, that Oregon game this past this past few weeks ago, you know, that was probably the loudest I've ever felt it in the Husky Stadium. So, um I know that this is a, a big time game and um, like I said earlier, you know, their fan base is very prideful as well. So I'm sure that they're going to be, you know, wanting to help their team out and try and give them advantage with the noise as well as much as they can. So Deb, for the offense in general, though, do you feel like these last couple weeks have been kind of get right weeks for you guys just in terms of getting back in the flow, scoring, doing the things compared to what was going on against Arizona State and Stanford? Right. Um, yeah, I would I would say it's definitely just been um, just trying to play to the, our standard, you know, as best as we can, best possible. Um, we understand that um, it's always going to be us versus us, and we firmly believe that the only thing that can stop us is, is, is us if we get in our own way. And so these last few weeks, we've just been collectively um, trying to – something that Coach Grubb's been talking about is just reduce friction as much as possible. And so, you know, we've just been trying to um, stay detailed, execute, do our jobs, you know, to the best of our abilities and just limit the errors and the mistakes and things out there on Saturdays, and, you know, it's been helpful. Didn't get a chance to talk to you after the game on Saturday, but – it definitely was a tale of two halves, both offensively and defensively. Um, obviously, the, t- the key was on the defense because they shut Utah out. Yeah. But for you guys, specifically, when you were getting together and you were talking in your position groups as, as a whole offense, what were some of the keys that you felt like you needed to get back to in order to have success? Yeah, we just felt like uh, we needed to continue to play our game and just try and stay as fundamentally as sound as possible. Um, we came to the sidelines, and our, we have an amazing coaching staff, and you know they're making adjustments, and we just had to adjust on the fly to the best of our abilities. But it's really just you know stick to your guns, you know stick to your fundamentals, you know trust the game plan, and just just play ball, have fun. And with Jack, with the fourth with the fourth down plays and some of these things, and you and you've made some huge plays this year as well. Yeah. Just for the tight ends and in Coach Grubb's offense, how much joy and satisfaction do you get playing uh, in in what he's asking you to do? Man, it's. <laughs> It's so much fun every single day and, you know, each Saturday, whether it's, you know, me getting to do something, Jack, Josh, Q, whoever it may be that gets the opportunity. Um, it's just so fun seeing seeing us all rise to the moment, rise to the occasion and have these special plays and special moments that have um, been able to help our team win. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. 
Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're ready for the game on Saturday. Is it more of a? Pain oh yeah, it comes in on uh, third downs. So uh, <laughs> last time we were down there is uh, 21. So yeah. Oh yeah, it uh, it comes on third down. So all week. I love it. Talk to me about the kind of reborn run game that you've got the last couple of weeks with DJ and this entire offensive line now moving the ball on the ground. Yeah, you know, um, going through the season, we knew we needed to be better in the run. Uh, can be one one sided of. Uh, offense but you know as we as we going through just the chemistry has just gotten better with DJ and Coach Huff I know Coach Huff's had some meetings with DJ just one-on-one kind of seeing what we see and um, just certain techniques we use and yeah. I think that really helps going week in week out. I was gonna say why is it kind of working now versus maybe earlier in the season you think? Yeah just making adjustments um, I, I mean I think that's a key to a good football team is no one is just stagnant Always making adjustments. Yeah. Um, a lot of film work, uh, game plan and stuff. So um, I, th- I think that's a big reason why it's uh, starting to get yeah. rolling. This could be another physical game, right, with Oregon State's yeah. front seven on, on Saturday. How much do you kind of enjoy that, man, when you know you're getting into a fight with somebody in the line of scrimmage? Yeah, I mean, these past three weeks um, have been straight physicality in the trenches. I mean, um, game's one up front. And uh, definitely if we come out on top, when it comes to physicality within their guys and um, us, yep. uh, we feel very confident in the outcome of the game. What is it about that front seven that jumps off the page to you? Uh, it's well coached. I mean, uh, Coach Smith does a great job with them. Um, they don't make many mistakes. Uh, their schemes very well. They're well coached. They'll make um, many uh, missed assignments. So yep. uh, as long as we do our job and we do their job and control the line of scrimmage, I think uh, we'll we're, we're going to be okay. Yep. And obviously there's bigger goals than going 10-0. and But yeah. 10-0 for the first time since 91. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you? Oh, it means a lot. I mean, that 91 team, I've I've talked to multiple guys from that team, and um, I know that season was a special season. Hmm. Some say that's the greatest college football team of all time. Um, so to go 10-0, I mean, that's, that's pretty special. But um, we're just focused on next week ahead, Oregon yeah. State, yeah. and getting the task done uh, over there in Corvallis. So. Who, who did you talk to from that team, and what did you find out about that team? Um, uh, obviously, Carson Bruner's dad, Mark. Yep. Um, there was uh, Dana Hall. Uh, he's also been been around. So those are just a couple of the guys that's uh, been around. They told stories and um, what what it takes to be that championship uh, caliber team. So. Yep, and you guys are an underdog now for this game on yeah. Saturday. Did you know that, by the way? Yeah, I did. did. Uh, okay. Yeah. Chupatel. Yeah. And you, you pay for it instead of celebrating. Yep. How are you doing about from all of that? I'm doing great. It's a learning moment. I 100% own it. You know, lack of awareness on my part. And we just want to know from there. Thank God for my teammates, my death row teammates being able to come and just lift me up in that moment. My mindset was already kind of made up in terms of what I had to do because we had a quarter left to play. So just fixing my mind, but also just getting the love of my teammates, appreciation for them. But yeah, just that's 100% on me. Just got to be better than that and just learn from it. Growth moment. And you just hit like the one or two and think without you were in the end zone. Is that pretty clear? Uh, yeah, that mo- big moment, I was, I was like, damn, I finally can score. You know, a crucial moment, get my team up. But yeah, just got to learn from that. 100% on me. How much of a sigh of relief was there on the next play when you guys got the safety? Uh, my teammates came up. So like I said, when I went on the sideline, thank God for them. Like, that's just what's so great about this team is that the connections and relationships that we build with each other were intentional with it. So when I got on the sideline, I didn't really have time to get in my feelings. I was never going to, but just my teammates coming right to me, like literally a second later telling me, we got you, we got you. Yeah. We're going to get this, we're going to get this. So when it happened, there you go. That's 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 what team football is all about. Yeah. That's what the brotherhood is about. And just a good learning moment for me. 
and just also my teammates and then being able to come out with a dub. It was a, a moment there where even though you didn't get the score, yeah. it took a bunch of time off the clock yeah. and got the team two extra points. Yep. So you still look at that play as a positive, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, we can always learn from it, yeah. whether good or bad. So obviously we know I can learn way better from that, just my awareness of being able to get through the line. But looking at the positives, like you said, just be able to get my 75 yards, that's what they said, 75 yards, just be able to run and get it there. And then thank God for my teammates being able to uh, get that safety and just thank God it's just in general, man. It could have been even worse. Have you have you tried to avoid social media and, and seeing it? You know, oh, yeah, and, yeah, so when I came back, I already just, I wasn't even going to pay attention to that. The outside noise is what it is. People are going to do that whether you're winning or not. All I could do is just focus on myself, God, my family, the people that I love, people that support me, and just want to know and, and learn and grow. What was the difference in the second half defensively? You guys really kind of buckled down yeah, big yeah. time in the second half. What happened there, you think? Uh, just the coaching adjustments went in the, went in the locker room, uh, rallied up the troops. There's nothing different back against the wall. Uh, missed a few tackles, uh, some schemes being in the right, uh, better position. So I think just going in there, talking with the guys, with the coaches, obviously coming with a great game plan adjustment. But I think just our yeah. teammates and me, Eddie, and all the uh, veterans rallying up the defense, you know, it's nothing new to us. Like, like it's basically, you know, are we ready to play? Like, you know, mm -hmm. we got that out of us. Let's, let's, we know what we got to do. So let's lock in. Yep. And that's just, we're doing what we're basically, like, trying to do. So Eddie gave good. a speech at halftime, apparently. Yeah, well, Eddie, Eddie was just talking to some of the guys, but <laughs> all the veterans knew. That's the thing about our group. Like I said, our relationships and our connections are so tight that we kind of already know what the deal is. Right. Just being able to communicate with each other, rely on each other. And, yeah, we came out. And then playing a physical team like Utah, yeah. how much does that prepare you for Oregon State Saturday, oh, I think? back-to-back -back teams like that, it's, <laughs> this, this is what football is all about, right? Just being able to play uh, backyard football and uh, hard nose, smash mouth, mano y mano. So it was, it's great to be able to see a team that's already kind of similar in that way. Well, when you got that interception, was it deflected to you? I kept looking at the tape um, and I yeah, couldn't so tell. Yeah, so the, basically the it was one of the trick plays that we didn't really see on film that Utah had a tight end blocking and then it was a delay on him. So I was a whole player in that. We was playing cover one and I was just right in the area and he tipped it. Quarterback kind of threw it behind him and I was right there. Oh, so he touched it, not one of your guys? No, the... He tried to throw it to the tight end, the tight end wide delay, but the tight end was right here and he... Oh. he like didn't throw it on point and it hit him in the hand. I was right there. So a lot of people would have a hard time yeah, over yeah. overcoming a moment like that. Yeah. But you, you seem like you're built for it in some ways. Like what, what do you think in terms of support system or just the way you grew mm -hmm. up or anything has allowed you to move through something like that? Oh yeah, no, my parents for sure raised up, taught me how to be a faithful and humble, uh, strong young man. Adversity is always going to hit whether you're winning or losing. You're always going to have people supporting you and hand you. So I think just being able to trust my faith in God, my family, my teammates, this program, this institution, just everybody always supporting me. And, uh, yeah, just always focusing on the positive side and, and obviously learn. You're always going to take things out from your learning moments. But, yeah, I'm already past it. I'm ready to get 1-0, face another great team this week. So that's what my focus is. You know, you as a leader on this team, I, I, I went back and looked. You're just one of four guys that started every single game in the DeBoer era. Yeah. It's like three offensive guys, Penix, two, two tackles, uh -huh. and you. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, kind of a badge of honor, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it is. Just being able to, man, just taking it one day at a time, one step at a time. Gratitude is a big thing for me, just having my faith in God, you know. So I think just with this whole situation, that's where my head, that's why my headspace is really good, just being able to focus on my family, my, my goals, and learn from my mistakes and then grow. Just want to know. So do you have to get another pick six now? Is that your, your that's, goal? That's, that's always the goal every game, man. That's always the goal, whether pick six, fumble, any way I can help my team win, that's going to be what's going to happen. The last two games, you haven't allowed any scoring in the yeah. in the fourth quarter and then the second half. Is mm -hmm. there anything that you can identify that makes that difference? What do you mean? Just 
why you're playing so much better in the second you're half. You're saying me or just quarter, the defense the overall? The, the defense team? overall. Well, like I said, like our shoot, our relationships, our bonds. Like one thing we always preach about is playing off of the love for one another. And especially when we're in those back against the wall moments, it's that much more important. And we feel it, like the energy's there. And that's really what it is, is going out there and execute, doing our job. But when you're really playing for someone next to you that you really care about, it's that much important. It's like put more emphasis on what you got to do. You ever tackled a quarterback that's 250 pounds? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, no, <laughs> no I haven't. I mean, when you're playing a team like that where you know they're going to be running the ball as yeah. a linebacker, does yeah. that get your juices going a little it bit It does, more? it does. Being able to play old school football, you know, hard nose within the lines, uh, it's just a blessing. And then DJ, he's a new quarterback over there. I think being able to play him and see that type of quarterback is always a good opportunity to test yourself. You mentioned that you're past that moment, but was it was it hard in the hours or, or days after? Um, How would you describe that? To be honest, I wouldn't say it was hard. Like, uh, thank like I said, like I was just thank God for my teammates, just my everyone around me, this like Husky Nation, just supporting me, my family, like thank God for them. But I think it's just the way I was, like I said, my parents taught me how to just be faithful, uh, humble, always just look the positive in things, and always looking where you can grow. And that's really where my mindset was at that time. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. 